Hello again. Surprise. We're back. <laughs> We're back again. We didn't want to give up uh, quite yet on season one. So we because wanted to come back. there's always something to talk about. There's always something more to talk about. And we wanted to like just debrief from this like, big experience we had from these 13 episodes. Uh, we decided to have one more episode to recap this big experience we had with 13 episodes of season one. And to do so, we're going to ask each other each 10 questions to summarize things like what we liked with people, with what people wore, best lines, shocking scenes, that sort of thing. Just again, summarizing our experience. And just to let the listeners know, we're planning to do this at the end of every single season. So keep an uh, an ear out for the questions because they will be repeated. It's like how in every episode we ask each other about our favorite outfit, favorite Mm -hmm. line, and Don Dupe. And I think we'll see some of those questions in these bonus episodes as well. So, Nora, do you want to take it away? Sounds good. So I think we have to start with what is the most egregious Don Dupe? Okay. So I'm starting. So I think the worst Don Dupe or the worst thing that Don does that Mm -hmm. could be packaged as like maybe not a bad thing or a bad guy, I guess is the definition of a Don dupe mm-hmm. is Don telling Betty to get over her grief over her dead mother. Oh God. I forgot that happened. That was so bad. And he was so self-righteous saying, you know, pygmies do X, Y, Z. And I, I think that you should, what did he say? Grief is extended self-pity. That's yes, right. Yes. Thank you. Was, thank you for remembering that line. That, that was, was horrible awful because it comes across as like oh you're just like just get over it you're fine but like you can't just tell someone to get over the death of their mother really what he's saying is i don't like feelings which when you (laughs) pair with the parallel uh therapy plot it's not a surprise that that he's in that situation i'm curious what you picked because maybe you know maybe i'll change my mind based on what you chose like how you forgot mine i think they're all really specific to my watch but maybe agree um this is something that really bothered me in the episode uh nine shoot where don has already sort of manipulated betty into feeling guilty and quitting on her very short short little reburgeoning of her modeling career and he's trying she's trying to be fake and consoling betty uh in losing this career and he says you do have a job Thank you for those two little people in that room. And you're better at it than anyone in the world. I, I wish know. I had a mother you, just like you, just like an angel. I just made me so You hate that mad. line. Yeah. Well, first of all, these two little people, it like an angel, just like feels very live, laugh, love, like embarrassing. <laughs> line. But it's also just so fake because he cultivated her own entrapment in a way and then he's acting like you're meant to be a mother and nothing else but he's doing it in this kind of this kind of like sickly sweet positive way but it's all false because it's at least i read it this is what he wants her to be doing so Mm -hmm. we gave the ick i just couldn't honestly yeah so before we move on from ick uh ick dupes rather um i guess it's same difference um so we have a sub-question of this. So what is the worst man dupe? So we're going, we're expanding past Don. And what is the worst dupe that a man 
committed this season. And I'm not sure if I actually sent you this, so you may be going off the cuff here, but you can choose anything that Pete did, anything that Paul did. Oh, there's like an episode I remember that you were saying, or that I said I had a Pete dupe, and then you said Pete is a dupe. So, <laughs> so you not, could just choose Pete. I, I could, I could. Or or Harry's like situation with his wife that we just talked about. <sighs> the, that just felt the two of them. Easy. That was yeah. pretty bad. Mm-hmm. What about so you? For me, it was definitely Pete dropping his coat in that finale. I just really got the way. It was just so childish. That's such a subtle thing. You could have chosen so many other things. I know. I just got paralyzed. And maybe it's recency bias. Um, oh, and I, I put Pete dropping the coat uh, on the ground into the season finale or any man speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That was kind of too broad of a question. I definitely think I'm going to be guilty of recency bias. <clears throat> Excuse me. Recency bias. Recency bias? Is that what you I, said? I th- I'm hoping that's real. I think recency bias is where you recall things that happened most recently on a list. The word recency is like not registering in my brain. Also, you said a word that I hate earlier. You said bur- burgeoning, and I, right? I, I just hate Did that I? Word. Oh, God. Yeah, what but it's okay. It's, it's I'm nothing against that, but it only I'm would you use a word tonight. <laughs> only would you use a word I don't like to describe a dupe. So I think that's appropriate. <laughs> I don't know why I, I don't like that do, word. I, I just don't like a little bit in describing a dupe. It just has to happen. Yeah, and I I guess I just have a biases against not liking that word for like no reason. So it is very like using utilize instead of use. It's it's really in that class of word. Like why does this have to happen? Um which is not a type of dupe that anyone used. Maybe that seems like a very Paul thing that I just did. Oh, so apologies. Yeah. <laughs> That's apologies. okay. Let's move on from the dupes to uh, the lines of season one. So we're going to start with the best line of season one, which is a tough one. Yes, I have two answers. I'm not really satisfied with either of them. I feel like there's, there's probably just so a line. Many good but lines. I think there's a line I'm like totally forgetting. But for whatever reason, the line when I was thinking it all over, like I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Got to make a big, big choice here. Got to make a good one. And the one that I kept going back to, but I chose another more mm-hmm. serious one. But I kept choosing the world is one big brazier snap strap. Oh shit, I messed it up. The world is one <laughs> big brazier strap waiting to be snapped. I don't know why it's not the best line. It's just the one a, it's a memorable one. It like is catchy. It's also Roger being. Oh no, it's actually John talking Pete. to Pete. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's a good one though, and that's but, one from a long time ago. Yeah, what's number two? But I love recency bias. Um, nostalgia is the pain of an old wound. <sighs> Poetry, such we poetry. We go back to a place where we know we are oh. loved. Oh, oh. Right. okay. Hashtag I, carousel. Hashtag carousel forever. I almost chose that, so I'm glad you represented that. Mine also I'm not 100% satisfied with because there's just so many good lines. Um, I actually am going to cheat a little bit on our next quote question and mm-hmm. tuck into one of my other favorite. But for here, best line of the season it's from Rachel in episode 12. You don't want to run away with me. You just want to run away. And I think that that's really good to tie off that storyline and just who Don is as a person. And we've just realized that in that episode, I think that that's just so loaded as a line that I just love how much it just gets Don to a T and it 
shows that Rachel really knew him in a way the best out of any of the he had an affair with, honestly, mm. throughout the season. So I think she she just nailed it. She got it. Yeah, that's like definitely a wrapping up the bow on the package kind of line. For sure, for sure. So flip side of that, because I think one thing we remembered on this rewatch is how hard it is to have this be such a good show even though it is a good show because there's so many horrible things that are said what's the worst line of season one and this could mean either what is the most racist misogynistic homophobic thing or what is the most awkward line free flirting we had a lot of terrible flirting lines or what is the line that just didn't work you can interpret this any way you want so I think I know what you might choose because it's like what I chose, but I also am going to need your help so with excited. it because I don't remember how, to, how to, it was exactly phrased, but so I, I kind of have two answers. <laughs> Maybe okay. we can pick these. They're, they're definitely flirting lines and I probably should have picked like a ist line, like misogynist, racist, like something horrible, like that would be worse, but the flirting was just really painful. So <laughs> it's that one where Roger's talking about the strawberry and the milk is that what you picked? I, I didn't, but it's very... Could you very recap it for everyone? Because I even need a little help with like, he, how to phrase it. He said, Roger said when he was drunk, that I love redheads. Their mouths are like a drop of strawberry jam and Ugh. a glass of milk. Gave me like a chill as you were it's saying. Just, it's just <laughs> so... I'm like, it's so... Something so like childish about the way he said it. it's creepy also i definitely ew. thought you were gonna pick that because you you've like brought that up like three times <laughs> it's really upsetting actually i i all i have two uh creepy lines here Are they both i from also roger? chose creepy <laughs> uh one of them i almost went with the roger flirting line from that long weekend remember where they have the double side aluminum they have the really young twins there was just so many terrible lines in that well, scene and the one that i also wanted to choose is like eating the skin line <laughs> i almost chose that one yeah that, that one's like horrible. never too. i just want to eat your skin like what like, so or gross. your skin is translucent that means see-through oh no. mansplaining and creeping in the same line so <laughs> ladies choose... ladies run if that's... run run <laughs> so i'm gonna choose two one is the horrifying line. It's actually not Roger. It's Ken, where he, mm. I'm not even going to go through the whole thing, where he tells a story about a calf at a farm that, if you remember, that was like, there were twins and they were conjoined and then they were like cut in half, but those wanted to be together. Mm -hmm. Is that what happened to the two of you attractive ladies? Oh, Ken, come on. Ken Cosgrove, everybody. So that was just like painful to go through. And I think I this is the worst line, but it was actually my favorite line of episode two is Don says, Roger, what do women want? Some mysterious thing we're not giving them. And then Roger says, who cares? Like, that's Literally. just, it's, it's terrible. It's very blatant. It's in those first couple episodes of Batman that are just so aggressively sixties, but I wanted to stick it in somewhere. Mm -hmm. Wow. As they do. Okay. Ooh. So now we're going to pivot to now sexy we're gonna, time. So it's kind of the flip of Don Dupe. We had to get some space between Don Dupe and Man Dupe in this. So when was the time that Don was the most sincerely attractive to you? I don't like this answer, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's, got, it's all honest here. 
It is. So after Roger has a heart attack and Don goes to Rachel's apartment. What? I know it's really messed up. It's really messed up because that whole scene is like really fucking gross. Um, but if you just rewatch it, there's a clip on YouTube. Yeah. And if you just watch it, it's just like there's a lot of manipulation going on, which I'm not saying is hot. But like John Hamm in that scene manipulating rachel like it's a little hot I, i'm not saying manipulation is hot but like that whole scene i'm just like it's so like it's just dripping with desperation and like being oh, lost the, like and, doomed lovers oh my it's god it is, it is something else but i don't like that that's my answer you know <laughs> there's we were just talking about his wonderful life and it's giving me a wonderful life telephone scene vibes yes where he's like shades by the shoulders there's a part where don says like Rachel, do you understand? There's this is all there is. This is it, and I have to say, in that moment, I'd be like, "Damn it, that's working," even though you're disgusting. Ooh, but maybe I I think I know what you're gonna pick. I'm actually. Are you picking? Maybe. Yeah. Are you picking the scene with the the dogs, <laughs> where they talk about the German shepherds? <gasps> oh no, that's that's when Rachel the most attractive. Don is like such a dud <laughs> in that scene. Yeah, um, you're, you're right gotta say when don is making the playhouse in like episode two three yes like no. just the yes he has like white shirt on it's <sighs> tiny and he's like he has like a furrowed brown he's staring outside in the well, sun and i'm just yes. like okay <laughs> that's not like a pure like level i'm just like man body attractive like okay, in that totally moment. fair i just don't like everything going around it where it's like he's clearly just like <laughs> doing an errand and drinking and like wiping his hands on his shirt. Cause he, he had like, it, I, I get what you're I saying, know, but like, I can't, it's so hard to take myself out of like <laughs> the manipulation part. And that part is like, he's more just like a deadbeat dude rather than just, I'm going to aggressively manipulate you in that yeah. moment. Like he does it like two seconds later. But yes, I this pure id. So this is an extra question that I had to ask myself is, and actually you asked me when was Pete most attractive to me? Season one, really, Pete is rough. So it's it's rough, but you just got to know it's it's the gun story with Peggy. Oh. Like absolutely Ew, the gun story with Peggy. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it at that. Like Ooh, okay, I, I well, think there's I have. also it's like he's blackmailing Don or calling her Peggy a big busy beaver or like dropping coat on the floor. There's not many options other than that too. To I fair, have one, but... I think actually, but I will say okay. with yours, you, that whole scene, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on in that scene that you chose, but I can understand why you chose it for me. It's our favorite, the bear story. <sighs> the bear story. I have to say <laughs> there's a moment where you're like, is he a troubled genius? And then he throws a tantrum to me like, no, he's not. Yeah. So but I'll, for that I'll, moment, it's so one. much. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm glad we worked the bear story in here. All right. So number five, we're going back real simple. Something we've already talked about episode to episode. What was the best outfit? And you can choose guys or girls, but I don't know why you wouldn't choose one of the three <laughs> ladies. And this I obviously not Peggy probably because she has really come into her own. Horrible outfits. Well, I had one of her outfits was my favorite, but I think I have recency bias again. I think it's Joan's dress in the last episode where it's just like the stripes. So, so good. good. Yes. She it's looks just fantastic. like stripes on her bosoms and then the rest of the, the body of the dress did black. It's just wonderful. But I kind of like a little beehive. Choose, yeah. I wanted to choose like 
her classic red dress with the dangly necklace we've talked about. Cause I just think that's like iconic Joan, but I feel like we, that comes back. So I'm not for season one. I'm thinking I'm saying the striped dress, which is surprising because there's been a lot of Rachel outfits I've commented on a lot of Rachel outfits I would want to wear, but ultimately I think, oh my God, I didn't even think about Rachel. Oh, Rachel. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> who was the third woman? Oh, I pay, technically. Oh my God. Rachel had, I know. Cause I, I love had that. So many I love that honestly. yellow dress. I love that botanical outfit she had, but I think that I'm picking the Joan one. That's a good one. I not for today, but I'm realizing in the future we should do best Betty and best Joan because we're going to have to have one of each. But because Joan's just going to win every time, um, that's a really good pick. I definitely thought about that, but I kind of thought you might do that, so I pivoted and thought Betty and Betty's edition dress, where it's the black white and pink striped where she's overdressed for the edition yes she has all the jewelry her hair is coiffed uh, i can never say that word but she looks fantastic (laughs) yes and i would add as additional i'm cheating here but that red and blue dress that she she Mm -hmm. got from the italian designer because that just represents this whole other life she didn't get to live so i just love what that dress represents for betty pink and blue and it's very yes you're right you're right yeah yeah yeah. it's like hot pink and like dark blue i love that dress for kind of what it's so different for her Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go betty this time but next time i'll do uh We'll do one for each because there's just so many good outfits that are coming. It's hard to choose. I don't even think for the next one I'm very satisfied with my response. Most shocking scene. That's a tough one. Because your yeah. mind immediately goes to the Don Draper reveal, which maybe Not is really. What... <laughs> really? <laughs> well, because at this point, it's like we all know it. So maybe That's it's true. not shocking. But the most That's shocking true. scene... I honestly think like the Joan Carroll situation was really shocking in Mm. the sense of like, not that Carol is in love with Joan, but just like how she says she's been stalking her since college and like lived with her. And it just like comes across as really creepy, you know? It's all, it is like a, goes from zero to a hundred really fast. Yeah. It's really intense. To me that felt shock. I guess shocking is like, it's not like that's shocking that, people like profess their loves for each other but it's but the way in which about. it was done yes. yeah so i guess i'm I'm basing this off like what i felt shocked about upon this watch and i feel like that one i totally forgot about that whole mm-hmm. storyline and so that's my choice i think that's a good one i also did the whole same interpretation and i think the most shocking thing for me was when don rejected his brother adam mm-hmm. in the hotel room because one but I said, I still stand by what I said during that uh, pod, that they really frame it like he might kill Adam. I really think that mm-hmm. that was intentional framing, and I never saw that before, so I found that re- that really shocking. Yep. But also, I had forgotten how sad and emotional that scene was, how, how upsetting it is, and how dead-eyed Don is, because he's just like, I will not admit that I have this other life and not like open that box. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will just, that whole episode just could not handle. Yeah. That, that's a really good one. I remember when you were talking about how it was framed to look like Adam had killed Don or no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that Don was framed to look like he was going to kill Adam. And I totally didn't pick up on that. And I think that was like a cool thing that you pointed out to us. It just brought me back to a time Kind of like when we were first walked to a time, but to a time when we were 
first watching this series and we had no idea what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this after the Don Draper reveal too. Like Don could go on the run. Like Don could start killing people. We have no idea what no the show is really going to be. So I thought that was really I like cool. that answer. So we have to go here because it's so strong in the uh this first season. The most egregious good old days 60s moment. Meaning like something the, that the, the, the isms. Yes. The Any, isms. Which, which ism is the word? It could be a line. It could be something that happened. I'm not happy with my answer in this one, but it's just one that I just really upset me upon this watch. What was it? It was Pete and Peggy ha- having to take, having to take the elevator. I think mm-hmm. it was basically not necessarily this, but take the elevator basically with, I think, it was the custodian. Yep. And then Pete said, oh, we're really take local today because they the service elevator's broken. And then everything with the service elevator and the main elevator. Because I feel like that is really stuck out to me as just ridiculous, of course. Upsetting. And it also featured in the plot a lot. You couldn't have gotten the Roger growing up, barfing up oysters if there wasn't this mm-hmm. thing about having an elevator operator who was not white and having different elevator, like it kind of featured in the plot too. So it really stuck out to me this time. Yeah. Yeah. That one was horrible. And that's just making me think too, like even I kind of want to change my answer. Like the way that when Peggy's stuff got stolen, like they fired people of color who worked in the office, I believe. Yeah. The custodians, which just circles horrible because it clearly was like the white people in the office who took her stuff, you know? Um, But yeah, the one thing I chose, which is a very subtle thing, but it just, it it ate away at me. Cause I was like, Mm -hmm. why is everyone reacting like this? And it's how everyone in some of the earlier episodes are talking about how Helen Bishop, uh, takes walks by herself. I forgot about the walks. Like, what the fuck, you know? Einstein walked and everyone went, ooh, she mentioned Einstein. <sighs> like, no one could handle it. Just it just bothered me so much. And I, it just made me feel like you can't be a woman doing your own thing in this time period. It, it's just such a, like, a minute show of power to walk somewhere. Like, like or if eight, I didn't power so, agency. Yeah, I didn't. I, like I really speaking. didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. I forgot about that. Now I'm horrified. <laughs> yeah, all over again. <laughs> so worst parenting choice, which these are going to get real fun as Betty becomes angry, Betty. But for now, worst I, I mean, I feel like we have choice. to be unanimous on this one. Is it Don waking up, Bobby? No. <laughs> Oh really? That's what I chose. So that's Don a great up, one. That I Don hate that. A Bobby saying, <laughs> "Ask me anything," and he's like, "I was sleeping." And then Don says, "Ask me anything." <laughs> what do why do lightning bulbs light, light up? Oh, and then Bobby, he Don just goes, "Oh, I don't know. Go to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. know why, but I just feel like. Bobby's gonna be in like therapy in 20 years and be like, what did that mean? <laughs> Why did he wake me up? Why did he want I, me to ask him questions? I still don't know about lightning bugs. God damn it. <laughs> um, I was a little more pragmatic on this one. <laughs> um, Sally with the plastic bag over her head. That's you gotta do it. You oh, that image that just burned two. in my brain, and it's so it's so messed up, you know. And then 
Like, it's not even acknowledged in the scene. Like, they How like you get my clothes on the floor and you're like, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, your, please. Your daughter is about to uh, suffocate. <laughs> this is not yeah. a parenting choice, but I also remembered that some kids were running in during Sally's birthday and another parent slaps someone's kid. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Also, it's not a parenting be... choice, but it is an adult choice. Like just an a random adult decided to slap a child. Okay. Yeah. Who was, uh, but then we, that opens the Glenn file. So like, let's not go there. Well, and I was going to say we, we would be fools if we didn't bring up the lock of hair. Yes. That <sighs> that's definitely <laughs> questionable, questionable. Oh, this is going to get become a rich text as we go into the later seasons. But for now, um, that's enough for now. That's enough for now. So the biggest change on this rewatch, what do you, what stands out to you that is different compared to the last time you watched it? Different interpretations, something you notice more. I had a hard time with this question. (laughs) I don't know why, because I definitely had noticed a lot of different things. And we talked about all those things in the podcast episodes, but I just am constantly like, I need to not be so hard on Betty. (laughs) And I think that's something I've, I've felt before, but I think that's something I've like challenged myself like time and time again it's like not her fault a lot of things are not her fault a lot of things are not her fault although this is probably the most empathetic yep (laughs) she will be but i it's a hard thing to do but my answer is also related to betty but it's all about betty's therapy and Mm. really this time thinking that betty's therapy is really important and maybe it works and that's what's happening with betty i've never thought of that before and now you brought that up a lot i love that answer unsee it that Mm -hmm. the therapist is terrible and is talking to don but maybe betty just talking in a room by herself is helping because she has the agency to talk to someone she's walking to the appointment (laughs) i just so i think that's walking and talking god forbid it's crazy it's crazy and what are you most excited for in season two and this can also extend to the season if you don't have anything specific that you remember or interested in in season two i am very excited for california don i also am excited for california don seeing don don sort of more be more who he is and like mm-hmm. let down a tiny bit. Um, I'm really is that excited. What you put? I, I, it's not that, but it's related to that. Uh, I'm excited. Man, I was really hoping we would be unanimous on one question, like how we were both <laughs> unanimous that Joan well, has to be from Pennsylvania, you know? We, the reason why that happened is because I kept, I actually thought a lot of your answers and I was going to write it down. I'm like, no, I have to do something different. No. So I think we probably were like over half of them were unanimous because Fair. there's like an obvious answer. Sally puts a bag on her head. I just yes, like, answer, it, it, Betty doesn't care. Um, I chose something related, but not exactly the same. So Don as a salesman, I'm excited for those flashbacks where he's the mm-hmm. car salesman. He gets confronted uh, by Anna Draper and, I'm really excited to see that, to remember what those scenes are like and see if he's still as bad at lying as we read it this time that he's bad at lying. Is he bad at lying back in those flashbacks? Mm, like, do I, I love read it the, the Mad Men flashbacks. Yeah. They're really good. So I'm really excited for, like you said, California Don, everything to do with Anna Draper, both in the past and in the present, at least in the course of the show. I'm, it's going to be great. And I also be love, a lot of, yeah, go ahead. I love how they film 
California versus Manhattan. It's just like such different lighting and different colors. And it's just like, he's a bi-coastal guy throughout the show. Mm -hmm. It's season two onward, I guess. And I think that it's just like what those places do to this character is really compelling. Ooh, ooh, that's making me more excited. We're going to have a lot to talk about. And in the middle of it, we're going to have a lot of duck shenanigans. I'm not looking of, forward to those, honestly. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of duck shenanigans. We're going to have to have Bobby Barrett. That's going to be unpleasant, mm-hmm. but we'll get through it. Um, and we're going to have the lawnmower scene. So we got all of that. Oh, I love us. the lawnmower scene. <laughs> How a guy walks into an advertising agency. That's a damn good one. Um, damn good episode. So. With that, I think we'll see everyone next season. We'll see everyone for season two.